against twelve and one. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. A man cannot be speaking by the Holy Spirit and deny Jesus. I don't care what religion he claims he's of, the deity of Jesus. He cannot. And that no man can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. That is, unless he's born of the Spirit, and he can't even call Jesus Lord. Oh, I like this. But that ain't even what we're majoring in. <laughs> he says, now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but the same God, which worketh all in all. Now, in essence, what he's saying is this, and I don't have time to major on it. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And how many knows that the gifts work by the Holy Spirit? The gifts are of the Holy Spirit. Now, there are differences of administrations, and another Greek word for administration is gifts. There are different gifts placed in the body, that is to say, offices. The same offices that Jesus ascended on high and led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now the Holy Spirit gives the gifts. He empowers the gifts. Jesus puts the offices in the body of Christ. But he said, it is God that worketh all in all. Oh, what's he saying? Jesus places the offices, the Holy Spirit, the gifts. But it is God that worketh all the gifts in all the offices. So then specific gifts usually, usually go with specific offices. <laughs> well, some pastors have the gifts operating. You know that. But there is certain gifts more common with certain offices. And whatever gifts works in whatever offices, it is the Holy Spirit that works the gifts it is Jesus that places the office, and it is God that works all the gifts in the specific offices that he wills. Well, this is interesting because then he outlines the gifts, which begins this way, the sixth verse. There are diversities of operations, the same God which worketh all the gifts in all the offices. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all or to profit everyone. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another, now notice this, diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now back up here to divers, divers kinds of tongues. Now, the word divers, of course, is diversities or differences of or 
different operations of tongues. Now, the reason that the church world is so confused over the diversities of tongues is because we generally try to clump the same set of rules on all the different operations or diversities of tongues. And to do so will cause mass confusion. You will absolutely get people confused. In fact, you, as representatives of God, you'll get the world so confused that they don't even want what you got. And that's from misusing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, we try to clump all all the same set of rules on the, the diversities of tongues or the different operations of tongues. Now, to outline the four basic, basic operations of tongues, and then there's even variations off of them. But let me outline these four just briefly. The number one diversity of tongues is tongues for personal edification. Tongues for personal edification. That is number one. Tongues for personal edification. That is the one that a believer generally receives when he is filled with the Holy Ghost. Many times people have been filled up here, even in this room, and we'll say, speak it out. Speak it out. Pretty soon their chin starts trembling and their tongue goes wild and their mouth starts shaping words and pretty soon they go... You got it. You got it. Well, what did they receive? Generally, they received the most basic operation of tongues. That is, tongues for personal edification. It is that one that has been given to them by God for their own personal edification. Now, the number two diversity of the operations of tongues. The number two is tongues that presents itself in a public assembly for the sole purpose of interpretation. It is tongues for interpretation, and that one serves for the edification, the exhortation, the comfort of the body. The body. Tongues for interpretation. That one is different than tongues for personal edification. The third diversity of tongues, the third, is tongues that will come up from the inside of a believer, and it'll extend itself into the deep intercessional groanings of the Spirit, tongues that empowers a believer for the groanings of intercession. Now, tonight, of course, Lord willing, how far we get, we're going to study the difference between the one that edifies me and the one that empowers me for the deep intercessional groanings of the Spirit. Now, I know that you know what an intercessor is. An intercessor is someone that basically stands the gap. He stands the gap. He is a man or a woman that the Holy Spirit has been able to place between hell and people that are trying their best to get there. 
There's just one problem. You are in the way. Well, it would behoove a man to learn to learn the operation, the difference between these two. Well, the fourth basic empowerment of tongues, the fourth, is tongues that empowers a believer that presents itself as a sign to the unbeliever. Tongues as a sign to the unbeliever. Now, wherever I go, I hear preachers talking about this one. Well, we just go ahead and speak in tongues right in front of the sinner. You know, we just do it all the time, right in front of the sinner. After all, isn't tongues a sign to the unbeliever? Sure, to him, it's a sign that you are mad. <laughs> it's a sign to him, all right, that you're mad. That's why he said... Verily, you're giving thanks well, but the unlearned, <laughs> the sinner, he says, he'll say that you're mad. And that's how tongues affects a sinner when it's not presented as a sign to the unbeliever. But, but when does tongues cross that threshold and, and come across in you and present itself as an actual sign to the unbeliever? When it empowers the believer supernaturally to speak any language on the face of this earth or in heaven. But that believer had no previous knowledge of. Well, I've preached in German, French, Arabic, Spanish. And, and if you'd ask me how to speak any, I mean, I can say a few, see, see, senor, <laughs> no comprehende or something like that. <laughs> you know, I can say a few. No, spurkindy doish or something like that. Spurkindy doish. No, no speak English or something. Like no speak German. Was that what that means? <laughs> well, I don't. So I. Then you'd ask me, how many languages can you speak? Well, I used to get letters all the time from English teachers and majors asking me if I'd like any kind of help. <laughs> now, I, I like to say it real good. You know, I like, to, I like to do that. But when I know what I'm talking about, I can eventually get it said anyway. I don't speak any other language than English. None. I would like to. <laughs> but yet, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in this particular diversity of tongues, He can empower your spirit and come rolling out of you in the most perfect, accented, and glamorized language that could possibly be speak. And brother... When you stand up there and start preaching in German to a bunch of Germans or in French to a bunch of people that are French, you get their attention. You get their attention. 
And at that point, tongues diversifies itself into a sign to the unbeliever because you are telling him about Jesus like nobody has ever told him about Jesus. <laughs> well, see, our problem is not understanding the operation of the Spirit, that we've clumped these four basic diversities of tongues into one group and put the same set of rules on them. And you cannot do that that most people don't teach very much about them. And the reason they don't is because they don't really have a whole lot of understanding about the operation of the Spirit. See, it's hard to understand His operation with your natural mind. There's only one place that, that understanding will come for such peculiar things as standing there, speaking a language in tongues not even understanding it with your mind, but having God diversify it into, into vast areas of ministry. Well, we don't understand it, and you won't until you get involved with the Holy Spirit. See, you won't. And that's why we've got so carnal about the whole thing. So carnal. Good Lord. Have we messed intercession groups up in the past? Now, there's people that bark like dogs in intercession. Mo, ro, ro, did that barking and on and never come on you, Robus? I said, no, and it never will. <laughs> My God. Well, there's a bunch of women invaded this people's home with little plastic machine guns that's going to shoot the devil in the spirit. Pow, pow. I wouldn't tell you their name if you paid me. <laughs> People do funny things when it comes to the Holy Ghost. Funny, funny things that aren't even God. But they can pass it off with God because who knows? You know, <laughs> sane 20th century people, educated if you was to work a business deal with them, they're so sharp it makes you feel stupid. But when it comes to the things of the Spirit, they do the dumbest things. <laughs> can you tell us why, Brother Roberson? Yes. Yes, I can. Go on over to the end of this chapter. In fact, when he's talking about the offices here, Look at the 27th verse. Glory to God. Verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church first, first. Now this is the entire scope, the whole existence of every office and calling in the whole body of Christ. You are going to fit somewhere in here. You're going to fit. You in here. Every person in this room has been diversified by God to fill one of these offices. So he said then, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. Now isn't this interesting? Why would he say first apostles first if the apostle wasn't at the top of the ladder? 
then progressively, progressively, each ministry or office would be set in order as a ladder. It is first apostles, and then it is prophets. And thirdly, he placed teachers in the body. Now, can you imagine a teacher? I'm talking about a God-anointed teacher of revelation knowledge. One of them kind of men that are drunk, drunk on illumination that can only come from the Holy Spirit. And they stand up and they set your liberty in order because they tell you the truth and it makes you so free you can't hardly stand yourself. Well, no wonder it's apostle and then it's prophet. And no wonder that teachers are thirdly on the list, which also covers the office of pastor, of course. Teacher. All right, look at the lineup. You're in here somewhere. God has set some in the church, apostles, second prophets, thirdly teachers. And after that, after that, miracles, ministries of the evangelist, ministry of the pastor, ministry of the teacher, they have these miracles. After that, miracles. There's whole ministries of evangelism, of pastoring that are said that are said in the body that has this gift of miracles. Catherine Kuhlman was one. So was William Branham. Catherine Kuhlman was a walking office of miracles. Nobody ever packed a maybe center here like she did. Maybe center was wall to wall and there was three thousand out in the parking lot that couldn't get in. You want to talk about miracles? She was a walking office of miracles. It was tremendous. Where do you fit? He said miracles, and what after that? Then gifts of healings, and then helps, and then governments. But I want you to notice what is on the bottom of the list that every saint can have because if we haven't found you yet, you must be contained in the last, <laughs> the last <laughs> little office here. <laughs> but I want you to notice what is the absolute bottom of the list. What is the bottom of the list? Diversity. Now you tell me, what is a foundation? What is a foundation? Oh, you know what I'm getting at, don't you? What is a foundation to any building? Foundation's the slab. But it is whatever you pour that's going to hold that building the rest of its life. That's what the foundation is. And I want you to notice the foundation that is put under all of the rest of the offices. What did he call it? The different operations of tongues is the basic empowerment. It is the basic operation of the Spirit that all the other gifts and offices sprang forth from. What was the first one that you got when you entered into the body of Christ? I've been born again. What's next? The infilling of the Holy Spirit. Speak it out. You have received the foundation, the power that will enable you to diversify into every other office he's called you into. 
the diversities of tongues that empowers the whole rest of the operation of the gifts of the Spirit and the gifts placed in the body. Now, I don't mind telling you that. That really makes me exciting. He called it the diversities of tongues. All right, if we're just going to look at two of these, if we're going to look at the difference between tongues for the deep intercessional groanings of the Spirit and tongues for the personal edification of Dave Roberson. Tongues for the personal edification. Now let's take the tongues first for the personal edification because the part that it is edifying me in is my spirit. It's actually edifying me in the part of me that the gifts of the spirit, all the rest of them, workings of miracles, words of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, interpretation, all these other gifts work through my spirit. The tongues for personal edification, it is the one that affects my spirit. No wonder God can build the rest of my building on that foundational gift. It makes me want to feel like stopping right now. Would you all excuse me for a couple hours? So, Go ahead, you'll wait. You'll want to see what happens when we come out of it, don't you? <laughs> then tongues for personal edification, it affects my spirit. It affects me. Now, here is something very interesting. People have accused me. They said, What do you think you do, Brother Robeson? Do you control God? I said, No. Then what makes you think you can speak in tongues anytime you want to? I don't know. <laughs> when I open my mouth, it comes out. <laughs> well, some of it's of you and some of it's of God. No. When I speak with tongues, it's all of God. You mean to tell me, Brother Roberson, that you can actually speak in tongues any time that you want to? Well, I don't do it when I don't want to. <laughs> we need to think about this. <laughs> well, do you operate the workings of miracles when you want to? No. <laughs> but, well, do you tongues when you want to? Yeah. Well, why don't you just do miracles? If I could, I would. I wouldn't be down here. I'd be up in the rooms. <laughs> well, do you operate healings any time you want to? No, I wished I could. Well, how about word of wisdom? No, oh, I wished I could. Well, how about word of knowledge? Well, I double wished I could. Tell you all kinds of stuff all the time. You mean all the other eight and three diversities of tongues, the three diversities and all the other eight gifts, that you can't operate at your own will? No. The Spirit operates those severally as He wills. However, I can stand up here and open my ground up. 
When you say open your ground, you say, what do you mean? I mean, I start shutting down. I start shutting down. I shut my senses down. I tune my spirit up. I've learned to do that through years of praying in tongues. That's where that edification begins to affect a man. I know how to shut down and open my ground up. I open my spirit. And now, at that point, when he begins to come on me, I am open. I'm open. If he wants to move through me and do anything for any of you, I'm open. Now, most of the time, he will move, but sometimes he doesn't. I don't control it. But there has never been a time that I did not open my mouth and want to speak in tongues that I could not. I could even jump up and interrupt a service if I want to. Many of you have proved that. (laughs) Well, then it wouldn't be God. No, no, it's God. Then you're telling me that you control God. Hmm? They about stoned me in Cleveland, Tennessee. That was headquarters for a certain, certain church. And all I did was said, I can speak with tongues anytime I want to. And they like to pick up rocks and hit me with them because the only time I can speak in tongues is when the Holy Spirit is moving real heavy over the crowd. And he's moving on and I start crying. And then there, here they come. So, Lord, they call us to go that there. But wait a minute, the only time you can pray in tongues is when the Holy Spirit is moving on you real heavy. And, and it breaks out of you. And, and you just can't get down on your knees and pray when you want to. No. Only when you're crying and all emotional. Yes. Then if I beat you up with a hammer, could you pray in tongues? Huh? wanted to stone me. I got to asking God, I says, now wait, I can speak with tongues anytime I want. How many of you can? Raise your hand. But yet we can still interrupt the service with it. I says, Lord, now how can we do that? How can we do that? Well, he says, if the unlearned is in your midst, he says, and you give thanks with tongues, he says, barely, barely, you give thanks well. You're giving thanks well. But the other, he isn't edified. He said, in fact, if you misuse it, they'll think you're mad. But how could you give thanks very, very well, which you are giving thanks well, he said, but still out of order. Because still the empowerment is entrusted to you by God. You don't turn God on and off. Nobody turns him on and off. You know, I, I don't control God. But yet I can speak with tongues anytime I want, so how can this be? What God did is He made you the steward. See, He made you the steward. You are the steward of the language of tongues for personal edification. He has made you the steward of it. That's why you can pray in tongues anytime that you want. You're the steward of its operation. The steward. The reason being, all the other gifts of the Spirit, all eight and three diversities, they flow through me outwardly for the edification of others. 
with that one-fourth, that diversity of that last gift. It flows from God through me inwardly for the edification of myself. And because all the other eight and three-quarters edifies other people and that one-fourth of the diversity edifies me, he made me the steward of its operation so that Dave Roberson can be edified as much as he wants, as long as he wants, at his own will to build me up into the operation of all the other gifts. Hallelujah. Well, in tongues, tongues for personal edification, it can be activated by me. And all the other offices and gifts springs forth from this foundational gift, the diversities of tongues. Well, man, if you think that I don't, uh, if you think that I don't give myself over, to something that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know will finally edify me in the place that I am so hungry to understand God. I've had so much carnal head knowledge fed at me. How to do this, to how to do that. That I finally had to let go of some of it because so much was coming in. I got... My head got too fat. It wasn't big enough to hold all of it. Had to go back and review all the steps of faith I took to receive in case I made a little mistake somewhere along the line, you know. <laughs> and I'm hungry to know God. Hungry. But yet I have found something that is foundation. I have found something that affects me found something that charges me up like a battery, found something that operates in the part of me that the understanding of God springs forth from. He said, you have an anointing which cannot lie, and this anointing teaches you all things. Oh, listen to me. I can only give you so much. Oh, I can fill your head like my head was filled. But you're never really going to begin to operate in the power of the Word until that anointing which cannot lie grabs hold of the eternity, the life, the illumination, the spirit that was in that and causes it to come alive in you. He said, Jesus, another comforter that I send you. He said, he is the Holy Ghost and his, his charge, his commission is to guide me into all truth. And in John 17, he said, thy word is truth. How high of a commodity can a man put on truth? If I was to ever have the horribless nightmare, my nightmare would be that some man came along with a damnable doctrine, put me in a holding tank where I spun my wheels in fruitlessness until I lived my life out and finally stood before Jesus, stripped of any reward that I may have had. If I ever had any kind of nightmare, that would have been the nightmare that I had. See? But Satan is the master of deception.
master of deception. And in the light that there is ten thousands of thousands of man-made doctrines and only one Holy Spirit who is right. The Holy Spirit, of course. And if He is right and the commission of the Spirit is to guide Dave Roberson into all truth, then there has got to be a way, an ironclad, on-purpose, devil-stomping, mountain-moving way that the Holy Spirit gets involved with my spirit to take that counsel that I need to walk by, to cause the understanding of the Word to spring forth into my mind and illuminate me and light me up. There has got to be a way. And there is. He said, concerning them that seduce you. He said, you have an anointing which cannot lie. And this anointing, it teaches you all things. Or what in God's green earth do you think he's talking about when he says, when you pray in this unknown tongue, you edify or you charge yourself up like a battery. Why in the world do you think that he would say that if this manifestation of the diversity of the Spirit, this tongues for edification that you can activate at your own will any time that you want to, if it was not designed to enhance that anointing that cannot lie? Edification means anointed to understand. <laughs> Robeson, you going to pray in tongues? Yes. Because I'm fascinated with the aspect that I am the steward of my own edification. I am. I am the steward of my own edification because I am the steward of this fourth diversity of tongues, tongues for edification. This means I don't have to wonder anymore whether I can be anointed. I don't have to wonder what I am doing wrong. I don't have to wonder where the power is. I don't have to wonder how to develop the power. I don't have to wonder about any of it. Because I'm the steward of my own edification. Zeal was never my problem. Anybody promised me that God would use me if I partook of their religious beliefs. They had me on them faster than a fly on stick paper. Give it to me. They would give it to me. And I mean, they'd give it to me. <laughs> Thirty years old, I was wore out, exhausted by religion, tired of forms, explored dead-end doctrines to end up the same place, powerless, but yet so hungry for God that it was hard for me to live with myself, much less ask my wife to. Well, when I finally got brave enough to go full-time, 
It was because of a visitation. God had visited me in the night with a vision, visited me, woke up under the anointing looking at it. Here I was in a meeting where miracles were flowing like water. Only, only there was a young woman up performing the miracles. And after she was done, she looked at me and says, One of you men must have failed. That's why God has given me this ministry. She looked right at me. I quit my job immediately. I might be slow, but I'm not that slow. <laughs> And here I, I launch out full time, you know. So I didn't know what to do. You know, we had, we had rent and food bills we had to pay and three little kids to feed. I, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was a real holiness. In fact, if you come to our church and, you know, you had pants on and you was a woman, that really upset me. I was protecting God. <laughs> really upset me. Uh, since any of them come to my church in pants, I'd rather see them stay out and go to hell, but they're not coming in here in pants. <laughs> That's what religion does to you. <laughs> What's an issue isn't. What is important isn't. It's religion. I didn't know what to do, so I went down to the prayer closet. And, of course, I started out in English because we knew how to pray. And since then, I found out if a man prays that way, you know, it's just automatic ticket, almost ain't going to get nothing. It's like, it's like, oh, God. Forget it. Pray that way a lot to sound good to other people. After a while, you didn't care whether God heard you or not. He never answered the last 50, so why should it matter to answer them? <laughs> so pretty soon, you just want to sound better than the rest of the preachers when they pray. He's not hearing nothing but your heart anyway. If you're mad at him, you might as well tell him. You haven't answered the last 50 prayers, and I want to know why. He'll talk to you quicker than you working around that problem. Who do you think he is anyway? So I didn't know what to do, so I was walking back and forth. Oh, God, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> finally, finally, after 15 or 20 minutes, I run out of English. But I, I still had a whole working day to go. Because I, I figured if I prayed all day, you know, at least stayed down there in the prayer closet that he'd pay me. <laughs> <laughs> And I had seven and a half hours to go, and I was already run out. Well, this God's my witness. I switched to praying in tongues only to survive my commitment. You know, I was afraid of God, and I was afraid that if I fell short of my commitment, he may take it out on one of my kids or something. After all, that's what they told me. He'd get my money. He'd get he'd get even somehow. <laughs> so I was afraid. So I stayed in there. 
But I switched to praying with tongues, not because I knew what it would do, but just to survive the hours that I committed to. And let me tell you something. A thousand miles of wrong doctrine. A thousand miles. A hundred miles of word that had already been fed in me in a wrong light. When that anointing began to take hold of me after three months, I become anointed to understand, and I took my first step out of bondage, and I have been walking out of it ever since. <laughs> oh, you might as well give him a hand. Hallelujah! He's worthy, anointed to understand. The steward of my own edification. Hallelujah. Well then, in the other diversity of the gift, which is the deep intercessional groanings of the Spirit that empowers you to stand the gap. Now with that one, with that one, I don't operate at my own will. I've already tried. Oh, the lost. <laughs> oh, but I can still pray in tongues. So don't know my rest. Okay, then you know me, kid. Oh, give me the lost. <laughs> hmm. I got ten more minutes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the deep intercessional groanings that empower you to stand the gap for the lost. They're not activated. That's not a diversity of tongues that's activated by your own will. You're not the steward of that one. That one is activated severally as he wills. Let me tell you just a little bit about that one. That one operates out of a heart of compassion where tongues of edification will operate out of a stone-cold heart. Well, I have to make myself pray. I just don't feel like it. Then make yourself pray, because you have taken the first step of being delivered from a stony, cold heart. That's why he says it's through the Spirit that you mortify the deeds of the body. You have taken your first step out of the cold stoniness. They just don't feel like it's accomplishing anything. Well, you walk by your feelings that dot you where you was, so why don't you shut up? <laughs> they just don't feel, oh, it's working. It's working on the root of the problem. It's working on the power plant. 
It's working down on the inside of you where the spiritual power comes from to mortify the deeds of the body. But I double-dog guarantee you it is working. However, on the other side of the coin, the deep intercessional groanings of the Spirit, they work out of a heart of compassion. You will not have one foot in the world and one foot and deep intercessional groanings that is standing for the world. You will not. Now, the thing that excites me so much about praying in tongues at my own will, being the steward of my own gift, is because eventually, even though I could not make intercession, eventually, as Jude 20 and 21 says, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. But 21 goes on to say, keeping yourselves in the love of God and unspotted from the world. Because, see, that edification will keep you where? In the compassion, in the love of God. Now, here's a slight difference. If you was crossing the crosswalk, and your four-year-old bolted out ahead of you and was killed right before your eyes, do you know what you would do? You would step back and go, Oh, my, my, my four-year-old. He just got run over by a car and killed. That's too bad. We'll pray about it. No. Your groanings and your wailings would reach the throne room of heaven itself because your child was lost. And God knows if you could change places with that child at that moment. You would change places with him. You would rather than the one that died instead of him. And let me tell you, spiritually, there is only one force that will get you into a condition where you can look on the world and say, and say, God, let me stand the gap. Let me stand the gap for my family, for my husband, for my wife, for my children, for my church, for my city. Let me stand the gap lest they go to hell. Place me between hell and them people trying to get there. Let me stand the gap. The only force that will get you to that place of compassion and edification is turning Jesus Christ loose within your heart. That is turning tongues for personal edification to build you and build you in compassion and edification until you feel like at times you can't live another day that somebody else is going to go to hell. And then the wailings and the groanings will come out of your spirit. And look out, devil. Because you're going to get them. Mm -hmm. 